0: I want to ask you a question this morning before we get into our readings. How will you carry your cross? How will you carry your cross this morning? This message this morning is going to make your spirit happy, but it's going to make your flesh crawl. Will you turn with me, please, with three readings this morning? With Mark chapter 8, John 19 and Galatians 2. And we'll start at Mark chapter 8. And just four verses. Mark chapter 8. We're going to read from verse 31 to 35. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things. And be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests and the scribes. And be killed and after three days rise again. And he spake that saying openly. And Peter took him and began to rebuke him. But when he had turned about he looked. On his disciples. He rebuked Peter, saying, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savourest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of man. And when he had called the people to get onto him with his disciples, all who he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever will save his life, Shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel's, the same shall save it. And then over to John 19 and verses 17 to 19. I'll get the place here somewhere here we go. 17 to 19 and he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of the skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him with two others with him on one on either side of Jesus and Jesus in the midst. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing said, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. In Galatians 2 verse 20, we all know this verse. For I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me. You know, crosses, church are everywhere these days. You see crosses in buildings, you see crosses on stationery, you see crosses in jewellery. You see them everywhere. You see them worn by celebrities, you see them worn by pop bands, you see them worn by everyday people. You know, a cross in Jesus' time was an instrument of torture. An instrument of torture. Crosses didn't have any religious meaning in Jesus' day. The Roman government used them to keep people in line. Nothing worse could happen to you than to be hung upon a cross. And I'm sure you would do anything to avoid it. But that's the road Jesus was heading. He told his disciples plainly in Mark 8:31 31 to 32, which we read. Not surprisingly, the disciples didn't like what they were hearing. Here's Peter who would represent you and I so well in this story he pulls jesus aside and he begins to rebuke him what are you saying jesus about all this stuff about suffering and death have you lost your mind jesus do you not see we've got something good going on here in the countryside everything is going to be fine peter was not only frightened by what jesus was saying he was worried of course he loved jesus and didn't want him to die and besides You know, if Jesus was in danger, so were his followers. So were his disciples. At this, Jesus turned and looked at his disciples and then he blasted Peter saying, get behind me, Satan. Stop looking out for yourself, Peter. Peter, don't be selfish. And then Jesus goes on to tell the disciples something that neither they nor you and I would like to hear. If anyone comes after me, He must deny himself. He must take up his cross and follow me. You know, J.P. Phillips put it this way. If anyone wants to follow in my footsteps, he must give up all rights to himself. Take up his cross and follow me. I'll read that again for you. If anyone wants to follow in my footsteps, he must give up all rights to himself. Take up his cross and follow me. No, Jesus needed to correct the wrong thinking that Peter's marks revealed. First of all, there's a startling honesty here with Jesus. Jesus never tries to bribe us by offering us an easy life. Being a real Christian, I struggle with the word Christian because everybody nowadays is a Christian. I'm talking about blood-washed, born-again, spirit-filled children of God. It's not a bed of roses. You know, if we expect everything to be fine and good, we've gotten the wrong picture of what this life with Jesus is all about. Jesus' mission wasn't about a good life, it was about living a holy life and a just life and serving Him. Yes, we will go through some messy stuff in our lives, but we've got to go through it to get it. Give up your rights, take up your cross. And follow me. Now, that is not an easy road. Jesus never sought to lure people to himself by offering them an easy way. He came not to make life easy, He came to make people great. He came to make a way so people could come to the Father to know Him as their God. For Peter, following Jesus so far, is all about having a good time. For Peter, it's all gain and no pain. These words that Jesus spake to Peter and the rest of the disciples that day just weren't meant for them. They're for you and me today. Jesus said this with such a passion that it means it's non-negotiable. Something we can't avoid if we're going to take God seriously. Jesus puts it straight. If we are serious with him, if we are determined to follow him, then we have to come to the cross. We have to be prepared to make sacrifices. You know, Jesus never calls us to do something that he hasn't already done himself or something that he isn't prepared to face or do. And when he calls us to take up his cross, or cross, he has already borne a cross for us. That goes against the grain of what the world teaches. The world teaches success is measured by wealth, but how convenient life is about how easy we can make life, and if anything bothers us or becomes difficult, we should avoid it. And sadly, sadly, so many churches have adopted this attitude. So churches are advertised of places with all kinds of fringe benefits. Come on Sunday and you'll get an ice cream. Fringe benefits. And so people go around churches shopping for what suits them best instead of finding a church where God dwells and where God wants to change them and where God wants to do a work. That's the way the world has conditioned us to think everybody ought to cater to our needs, to our wants, to our desires. Our desires should be met. And when it doesn't happen, we become unhappy. And yet the words of Jesus are still there. If anyone comes after me, he must deny himself. He must take up his cross and follow me. What did he mean? What does it mean to take up? Your cross or to bear a cross. What's all this cross bearing about this morning? Jesus took up his cross, we are told. And we're told to take up our cross. To be faithful to God in a world that is as troubled as this one. It will mean having to face up to some hardships. It will mean we'll have to give up some things. It means we're going to have to sacrifice. You know, carrying a cross has nothing to do with carrying burdens. It's nothing to do with enduring suffering or pain or worse, copying what Jesus did at Calvary, the way many people do in the Philippines in Good Friday. It has nothing to do with inflicting pain. It's not about disaster. It's not about sickness. It's not about devastation or being miserable. Being a Christian is not a burden to bear. It's a relationship to enjoy with the living God. You know, later on in Mark 10, Jesus spoke to a rich young ruler. Verse 17, good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Here's this young man claimed to have kept the Ten Commandments from his youth. Listen to what Jesus said. Then Jesus, looking at him, looked at him and said unto him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, Take up your cross and follow me. But he was sad at the word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possession. You know, taking up your cross is voluntary. Jesus challenges us. He challenges us this morning to take up our cross, but it is our decision. Taking up our cross is voluntary, it's a choice this morning. Jesus was talking about making sacrifices. The young man wanted to follow Jesus and just keep everything as it was. He wanted Jesus, but he wasn't prepared to make sacrifices and let Jesus be the Lord of his life, to let him be king of kings. If anyone comes after me, he said, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. What does that mean? It's making a choice to follow God's ways rather than making your own way. It's about following God's way instead of your own way. It's dying to self. It's dying to the flesh and living as God intended. The generation we live in tend to be self-centered and self-righteous. They don't know anything about denying themselves. Jesus turned the tide around. He denied himself. He came from his heavenly glory. He left his honor, his power, his kingdom. And he came to be born in a lowly stable and laid in a manger. Jesus, the son of God, he chose not to come down from the cross. Even though people scorned him for not saving himself himself, when he saved others. He stayed in the cross to obey God's will. That's carrying a cross. Obeying God's will. He denied himself. He was crucified on the cross. And this is the attitude we must have. We must be willing to die so he can live through us. Are you willing to die this morning to let Christ live through you? Listen to what Jesus prayed in John 17, chapter 1 to 5. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should, have, he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is eternal life, that you may know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou hast given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with glory, which I had with thee before the world was. If we want to glorify God, consider this. God was glorified when Christ hung upon a cross. When Jesus completed the work and trusted to him, God was glorified. God's glory is seen in sacrifice. It's seen in sacrifice and death. Not just sacrifice for sacrifice sake. It is the sacrifice made to accomplish God's will. That's what will glorify the Father in heaven. You know, John 12 verse 34 says this, I tell you the truth, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Something must be given up we must die to the flesh, church, this morning. We must die to our selfish needs and desires and let God live his life through us. Without death, our life stand in isolation with no power and no increase. Do you understand that this morning? Without death or life stand in total isolation, with no power of the Holy Ghost within our lives. But death or death this morning is the key to spiritual life and fruitfulness. If we want to live a life, a God-glorifying life, we must crucify the flesh. We must die so Christ can live through us. I'm sure you've noticed Jesus didn't say, take up my cross, as if we're expected to imitate him. He says, take up your cross. There is a cross in your life that we are to pick up. There's a cross in my life that I have to pick up. Jesus had to carry his cross, And for him, it meant dying for our sins and for the sins of this world. He did it for you and for me. We have to carry our cross and die to ourselves so he can live through us. For us, it means making sacrifices in our lives so that God's purpose can be fulfilled. Only you know what sacrifices you need to make today. Only you know what you're willing to sacrifice. For God's glory so he can have control of you and your life. Come on church, will you carry your cross this morning? Will you make sacrifices so that God's purpose can be fulfilled in your life and through your life? You know, if Jesus refused to take up his cross, what would have happened to us today? If the disciples had refused to do the great commission, what would have happened? Would we be here today? If any of our predecessors had refused to take up their cross and make sacrifices, would we be saved? If we refuse to take up our cross, how will God's plan be accomplished in this generation? Church is up to us to yield to God, to give up, to let God have his way so we can reach this generation. How would others be helped if we fail to deny ourselves and make sacrifices? his sake you know will selfishness this morning cause you to step around your cross each time it presents itself will self-centeredness cause you to ignore the cross that God has placed before you what do you do when you see the cross before you do you pretend this morning not to see it and step around it Or do you take up your cross and say, okay, Jesus, let's do this. Have your way in me. The measure of your life is not in what you receive, but what you give. It's not in what you receive, but it's what you give. The measure of a ministry is sacrifice. And how much you're willing to sacrifice, that's the measure of true love. You know, Missionary Society wrote the David Livingstone. We already heard this story this week. And they wrote this, have you found a good road to where you are? If so, we want to know how to send other men to join you. And his reply was simply this, if you have men who will only come if there's a good road, I don't want them. I want men that are strong, courageous enough, who will come even if there is no road. God has sent this morning, will you come and reach Balamina even if there is no road? Will you go the extra mile? Will you sacrifice? For me, C.T. Studd said this, if Jesus Christ is God and died for me, then no sacrifice can be too great to make for him. Do you catch the reality of that this morning? If Jesus Christ is gone and died for me, no sacrifice can be too great to make for him. He's worth it this morning, church. He's lovely this morning. See it this way. We glorify God by carrying our cross. We glorify God by carrying our cross. You know, our notion of sacrifice is the wriggling out of us something that we don't want to give up. The Bible's idea of sacrifice is what Oswald Chambers said, I give as a love gift the very best thing I have. You know, it's like parents sacrificing their time, their money, their efforts to make their child happy and well cared for. Yes, it costs the parents, but sure it brings joy to see their lives being filled with joy and happy and it brings enjoyment back to us in return. The sacrifice is always a joy. In fact, you may not even call it a sacrifice. Like Oswald Chambers says, it's more of a love gift to God. You know, if your joy is missing, then you need to rekindle that love of God. You need to make the right sacrifices and live for him. Look at the attitude of King David, who said in 2 Samuel 24, 24, I will not offer sacrifice to the Lord my God, burnt offerings that cost nothing. The Bible tells us that what we sacrifice for God is never lost. God always remembers and rewards a sacrificing sacrificing person who does it with a heart of this is for you, God. Take my love offering. Take it. It's yours. I freely give it to you. Denying self, taking up your cross is not something you do one day and then you're finished. No, in Luke's gospel, 923, Jesus said these words, take up your cross daily and follow me daily is the key church our commitment to Jesus however genuine and wholehearted it may be today it must be renewed tomorrow and the day after and the day after every day we need to commit to God every day we need to sacrifice to God every day we need to carry our cross every day we need to die so he can live through us in all his power Every day until we get to heaven. Let me ask you a question this morning. What is your cross? Online this morning, what is your cross? Jesus doesn't say go out and find your cross. Just open your eyes this morning. Look around you and pick up your cross. Start looking at the world with Jesus' eyes this morning. Look for opportunities to serve, to give, to sacrifice so that the life of God may be lived through you in all its fullness. Look around you and you'll see your cross. Don't walk around it. Don't ignore it this morning. Take it up and follow Jesus. Do as Jesus would have done. Take up my cross. Listen to this poem by Philip Freeman. My savior died upon a cross. He bore my sin, he took my loss. He left his word about the tree. Take up your cross and follow me. If I would glory in the cross, live all for him, count not the cost, then I must let the world grow dim. Take up my cross and follow him. O Lord, I long like Paul to be dead to the world, the world to me, my life a portrait of thy grace, your dying love upon my, my face. Lord, help me today, the world, to reach your word, to share your claims, to preach. I thank you, Lord, you showed the way, not my will, God, but thine today. Anyone who follows Jesus will know suffering, will know the suffering that comes with carrying a cross. The flesh this morning has power in it. It's selfish. It's self-controlled power this morning. And the Lord Jesus can't have his way until the proud self within us is broken. That simply means the hard, unyielding self which justifies itself and seeks its own glory at last will bow to the will of God, admits its wrongs, gives up its rights, its own way and surrenders its right and discards its own glory for the kingdom of God. The Lord Jesus might have all of us and be all of us. In other words, it's dying to self and self attitude you know we know what it we know what to say yes to and what to say no to this morning it's not easy to do what god wants it's not easy on our spirit not easy on our spirit or sorry it's easy on our spirit it's not easy on our flesh to do what god wants Pleasing God is easy on our spirit, but it makes the flesh crawl this morning. John 12, 24 again, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much seed or grain. Think about that seed for just one moment. It has a hard shell, but on the inside of that very seed, there is life. And then that seed is put in the ground. It's dark. It's cold, the seed begins to die, but in its death comes forth life. See, that's us when we become born again. The seed of God is placed within us, the Holy Spirit within us. We become born again, we become pregnant with everything that God has planned for us in the womb of our spirit. The kingdom of God is on the inside of you and I this morning. So it's time to stop bowing down to the outer man. And it's time to stop catering to the flesh this morning. God wants us this morning. God wants to put part of himself inside of you and me. And he's just waiting to get out this morning. God is ready to get out if you will only yield and surrender to him. Inside of us is the fruit of the spirit this morning. Christ In us, you know, we need to die. Dying to Christ is not getting your way and staying happy about it. Do you realize that this morning? Dying to Christ is not getting your way and staying happy about it. Every person has to be willing to go through the process. And you know what? It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt, but it will be worth it all. Following the Lord Jesus is just not a game. It's a matter of life and death, folks. Following Jesus is a matter of life and death. You die to yourself, you lose your identity, you're reduced to zero. But then and only then will you find your true identity in him and God will be able to use you. It's all down to how long is it going to take you to submit to him? How long is it going to take you to submit to him? Many have walked the road for years but never truly submitted. Come on, we need this this morning, church. Don't be full of self. There's a real life, a real life on the inside of us if we're willing to die to self. We can be carnal this morning or we can be spiritual. And as with this, I'm going to close. Please listen, how can I take up my cross? How can I truly say, Galatians 2 verse 20, that I have been crucified with Christ? No longer I who lives, but Christ that lives in me in the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. How can I take up my cross? How can I die with Christ if I'm still carrying about the same old self Around with me every day. The same old anger. The same selfishness. The same unforgiveness. The same bitterness. The same jealousy. I'll do it with my own attitude. The gossip. How can we truly take up our cross. If we keep going back. To the same old stuff. Day after day. The same sins. The same habits. The same lusts. The same desires. And the list can go on and on. How can you take up your cross if you're not willing to give up all that stuff? You see, there's one thing really gets me about Jesus' death this morning. My Savior was stripped, exposed, transparent, and nailed to a cross. And how dare the church of Jesus Christ think they can take up their cross this morning? Fully clothed in all this garbage and stuff whenever my saviour died completely stripped and hung on Calvary for me why should we be any different this morning we can't be church if Christ gave all for me the least I can do for him is give all of me yes we're clothed in all this stuff that only we can strip ourselves of Because God won't force himself on you. It's our choice. It's my choice this morning. Clothed in unforgiveness. Clothed in sin, bitterness, lust. The list goes on, church. Only you know what is clothing you this morning. Online, only you know what is clothing you this morning. And yes, we have taken it to the cross before. But we only end up going back and picking it up again. You know, it's time to go to the cross this morning. It's time to grow and strip ourselves. And we need to nail whatever wood is there within our life that we no longer need to desire. The selfishness, the self-ambition, the jealousy, the sin. And we need to nail it to the cross this morning. Yes, it's going to be painful, but only when we nail it there and leave it there, we won't be able to pick it up again. And we can stand transparent before God. Stripped, exposed, transparent. Yes, we will be vulnerable before God. But sure, we can trust him this morning. We can trust him, can't we? And let him do what he needs to do within our lives. Let's be a transparent people, a dead people, but fully alive in God. Crosses are heavy. Carrying a cross means death. If we truly want to reign with him on this earth, we must die to self. We must die with him. You know, crosses mean suffering. They mean dying. They mean self. Dying to self is the sacrifice we give to God and for God. You know, church this morning, I have a message for the churches of Balamina this morning. A message for the churches of this nation this morning. I want you to hear the word of the the Lord this morning. For long, we long for an outpouring of God. But it will never come until we die and let God have his way. Hear this this morning church. We can't take Ballymena unless we die. We can't take our homes unless we die. We can't take the villages around this country unless we die to self We can't take this nation church of God this morning unless we die. All things are possible. It's been bought and paid for at Calvary. You need to know who you are in God this morning. Are you willing to do your part? Are you willing to die this morning so he can live? Let's be this Galatian 2 verse 20 people who can stand with a boldness and say, For I have been crucified with Christ. No longer I, but Christ that lives in me. You know, there's three things about a crucified person this morning. Number one, the person in the cross is facing only one direction. Number two, there's no going back. They can't go back. You can't go back. Number three, they have no future plans of their own. Their plans are focused upon God, on his will. You know, God loves us so much, He gave His only Son to die for you and me. So surely we can die for Him today. Pray for God this morning to show you what you need to strip back, what you need to give up and get to the cross this morning. Kneel it there. Let's strip ourselves of all the stuff that we no longer need, all the stuff that holds us back from God moving in our lives. Imagine. If we done a tent with every person carrying their cross, stripped and transparent and exposed to the living God. Oh, church, don't worry about the people beside you this morning. Don't worry about them. None of them is ever going to die for you. None of them ever will. It's between you and God this morning. He did it for you. My Savior walked to Calvary totally exposed, totally transparent. Church, we can't do it. We can't walk fully clothed. This morning we need to give up and let God have his way. We need to make sacrifices this morning. We need to be yielded before the living God. We need to all just say, Lord, come and have your way in me. Are you open enough this morning to let God do what he needs to do? Are you man enough? Are you woman enough to take up your cross and follow Christ day after day after day? This Christian walk is all about yielding to the Savior. It's all about self-sacrifice, about giving up your goals. It's about giving up your life and letting Christ be God. And just imagine what he could do through a yielded vessel. Just imagine what God could do through you this morning. Imagine going into your workplace and leading everyone to Christ. It's possible this morning if you yield to God, if you take up your cross, and follow him. Imagine what God could do in the streets. Imagine what God would do when you pray. Come on, church. It's time to get real. I want to finish with that question again this morning. How will you carry your cross? How will you carry your cross? Thank you.